So next time you guys smell a fucking fart and you act like you don't like it, stop lying. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Dylan Randall, the host of the podcast, Everyone is Cancelled, episode 60. This is episode 60, and I have with me my brother in arms, Andrew Sanders, the respiratory therapist, all the way back from the first episode. How you doing, man? Hey, what's up? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing well. It's, it's an interesting episode. I'm at an interesting time, man. I think you're familiar with this. Uh, I'm turning 30. Here on April 2nd, in a few days, I'm going to Texas for my birthday and a wedding with my girlfriend, Michaela, which many of you have heard by now. And uh, it's it's interesting. 30 is an interesting age, don't you think? Yep. It's in, uh, the dirty 30, man. Dirty 30. Feel, feel unaccomplished. <laughs> <laughs> How am I going backwards in life? I'm getting God older, it, but I'm... It's all, it's, it's all downhill from here. I feel like more time just is more time to suffer. That something don't got seem my, right about that. Got my burrow plot picked out. <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, it's... It's, uh, it's not too bad. I mean, I turned 30 last year. I think, like, for whatever reason, 27 is, like, the age where your shit starts to set in and, like, mm. uh, hot damn. This is life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an adult. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting you say that. I've heard a lot of people say that. You know, it was, like, 29 was the hard one for me. 30 was Probably. actually good. And a lot of people have said, like, my life really improved and really set in stone when I turned 30 and really my best year started there. And I think there's truth to that. I, I found myself a lot and man, this podcast has done a lot. You know, when it forces you to research a new topic every week, you meet very cool people, uh, doctors, comedians, programmers, people in the medical field, uh, artists, life coaches, and then just really discovering yourself when you have to make a podcast where you hear yourself speak. And you do the social media where you see yourself on camera. You put yourself out there and you start loving the hate. Uh, and you start hating the love. No, I'm just kidding. You love the love. But I've really progressed that? a lot. And it's interesting being at episode 60, uh, right when I'm turning 30, I could see how far I've come uh, from before the podcast. So I'm really happy that I did start this at the time that I did. Um right before I turned 29. And so it kind of makes for an interesting transition into a new decade. Uh, I'm not a big New Year's guy, so I, I feel like age for me is really more of the time of reflection. Um, but anyways, I thought it, I thought it was uh, neat because I know you somewhat recently turned 30. So it's yeah, an interesting age. Yeah, that is an interesting point too. Because you've got, uh, you've got like a, a cool pastime doing these podcasts and chatting with people, and it's, it's like a, 
I don't know. It's it reminds me of when I took a I took a career exploration class years ago when I was it was it was just a uh, like a general ed type class that I had to take when I started college and um, the professor mentioned that there's like a difference between a job and a career having a job is isn't necessarily something you want to do it's something you do for money a -hmm. career is something that you actually enjoy doing and uh you kind of made me think about that because you're you're enjoying what you're doing and uh it makes for a a more fulfilling you know time it does (laughs) I feel invigorated by it. You know, it's funny. Before I did this podcast, I would watch people like Joe Rogan, especially when he interviewed people. And I'm like, I could never do that. It's interesting, but I could never in a million years picture doing that. You know, it's so it's amazing that this guy can do that. I don't know how he does it. And then I tried it. Something in me just made me want to try something that I was sort of scared of doing, that there was fear there. And then it turns out I fucking loved it. I fucking love it. I got woke on. It woke something up in my soul, uh, and now I identify as a pigeon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I got woke on, but uh, it really did wake something up in me, and I feel invigorated. And my health, physically, has just gotten so much better. I feel like when you find something, some sort of purpose, uh, whether it's just art <clears throat> or a podcast, which I see as art, or just whatever it is, a hobby, Spending more time with your family, barbecue, fish tanks, aquariums, whatever. You know, it wakes something up that gives you a reason to live. It gives you something to wake up for. It inspires you. It's something you think about. And my health, it's its kind of a side effect that's really amazed me. Um, just, just, just this complete change in my life. But anyways, for those who have turned 30 or have yet to turn 30, uh, I wish you well. It's not the end of the road. I'm actually feeling really good about it. I actually think 29... Um, was the harder one, but I'm, I'm actually feeling good about it, man. Yeah. That was just the pessimist in me talking. It's probably cause I'm, I just got off work, man. I worked the last three days in a row. What's the pessimist in me talking? I'm lost there. Oh, about how, uh, thirties, uh, it's all downhill from there. I was saying, <laughs> <laughs> I know you're kidding, man. The whole audience knows, knows you by now. No, all right, good. It. it is downhill from here. We're all born to die. I mean, that's the reality of it. That's what I love about stoicism, you know. And for those who don't know, Andrew is a res- respiratory therapist. He works in the medical field. And he has something they call um, like cop humor or medical humor. Uh, Andrew and I have always had it. We've worked on a lot of art pieces and animation. And we've just seen some things in life. And when you start seeing the reality of life, it's... People see memento mori, which is a phrase by Marcus Aurelius, the Roman emperor, one of the greatest Stoic philosophers of all time. And he's remembered to this day for a reason. He had a phrase called memento mori. And I have a coin that reminds me I look at every day on my desk and I look at it every day. And what memento mori means is that you could leave life right now. And a lot of people hear that and they think, man, thinking about death every day. And the whole point is it's the opposite. No, I think about life every day and how precious it is. Right. And turning 30, I see it now as an honor. Like, wow, I might turn 30. I might. How many people have not made it to 30? Like, I actually might get to see the day I turn 30. It's not here yet because I'm appreciating the now. 
So when Andrew and I joke, a lot of it really is an appreciation of life. And, you know, these dark senses of humor, I think, come from just seeing reality and embracing it. And I can really respect a mindset that embraces reality and can even be humorous about it, can laugh and cry and feel emotion and not hide from everything that seems scary. You know, things are often most scary when we hide from it or put it away. And I still deal with that now with certain things and it's empowering to to face it. So I dig it, man. I dig it. Nice. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it's true. We do have kind of a dark ish sense of humor. (laughs) And I've noticed that with a lot of um, healthcare workers too, because yeah, we see a lot of shit and, uh, you have to try to like light. Sometimes you got to try to like lighten the mood mm-hmm. um, <laughs> in any way you can. Yeah. yeah. John Morgan is Captain John Morgan's talked about this. They've actually done studies on this and they, I believe it was a mental health facility, some kind of psychiatric facility, um, medical for sure. And they did a study and showed that it is healthier for workers to face these things and even make fun of it together. Um, than to just be professional all the time. That's when they find people break down is when they ignore. But when they can make fun of something bluntly, even the people in there, like the thing, the horrible things they're seeing, when they can bring it to light and even use crude humor, they found that it's actually a coping mechanism that works and is healthy. And it's these people that ignore it uh, that end up kind of breaking down. I think it's just a sign of facing reality. You know, I think anytime we sort of hide from anything it's it's not a sign of health to me and i think maybe that's a problem with society now right this whole cancel culture i think it's based on hiding and ignoring reality and there's a hundred thousand genders now and that's not based in reality and i'll talk about that this has been a topic lately yeah. when someone identifies as something that's not based in reality it's based purely in their imagination so i was sitting at an in and out burger it's a famous restaurant in California. And there was a, a seat that is designed for people in wheelchairs who cannot walk to pull themselves up to the table and eat there. Yeah, I've seen that. That is a real disability. They cannot walk and get up and go in a seat. So they designed a table for their disability. That is reality. If someone says they identify as something that has no change in reality and they ask you to change your reality and calling them something else, unicorn, whatever... It is not them changing their reality. They are asking to take away your freedoms. So if I identify as a dinosaur, Andrew, and I come up to you and you say, hey man, how's it going? I say, and I get offended. I don't even know you. I say, actually, my pronoun is uh, uh, dinosaur Dylan. I've made it up. There is no physical reality that can show you that or determines that. And when I tell you that, I'm not making any change to my reality. I'm asking you to change your speech. I'm asking you to change the way your reality operates based on my imagination. Whether You can call me whatever you want. It doesn't change reality. And that's what freedom of speech is. It doesn't mean being a dick is nice. It doesn't mean I don't respect somebody who wants to be called a woman. I can do that. I respect that. But it doesn't mean I have to. And I think that's the difference. And I think cancel culture is using uh, fear and shame to to take away people's basic rights. And that's when there's a line. So 
it's a tough subject, but um, not to get too off track here, but I, I think anytime we live in fear, everyone ends up losing. Right? Mm. But anyways, speaking of fear, <laughs> Will Smith smacked the shit out of Chris Rock at the, uh, what was it, the Emmys? Uh, Oscars. Oscars. Apparently, Jada Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, um, Will Smith's wife, has a hair loss problem. She's been open about it. You know, it happens. You get a little bit older, your hormones change, and hair loss can occur for men and women. And I imagine it's harder for women. Anyways, Chris Rock made a joke about her being starring in G.I. Jane 2 or something fucked up. And um, Will Smith walked up. And fucking slapped Chris Rock and said, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. And they said you could hear a pin drop at this ceremony. I mean, Chris Rock had a hard time regaining his momentum. He didn't know. He's like, Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. It's like, yes, he did. (laughs) What else can you say, dude? I'm not saying it's right. You know, I'm not saying that that's right. But um, I I, I think we live in a, a place that lacks... Uh, reality and consequences. There was a time where most men at one point in their lives or another have been punched in the fucking face. You know what I mean? Like all of our grandpa, our grandpas and grandfathers, even great grandfathers, most of them have been punched in the fucking face before. And they've punched somebody else in the fucking face. And that's not the answer to all of our problems. But when you become so disconnected from reality and you just start spouting off shit, um, you know, it creates this weird environment where I do support the freedom of speech, but yeah. there is an effect when people get disconnected from what it's like to get punched in the fucking face. <laughs> and I don't think yeah. women should. I think it's a man-specific thing. I think I don't think it's the way we should handle problems, but I think growing up, there are certain lessons there uh, when you're a kid, you're a teenager, of getting in fights. I've been in countless physical altercations growing up, and it did me a lot of good. Countless fights. It was just the way of my world. I grew up in a pretty rough environment, pretty rough school, and uh, it's just, it was just the way it was. And there was a lot of good lessons in there. So I think growing up, there could be good lessons in, for guys, you know, growing up with those physical consequences to, to running your mouth, you know? <laughs> I don't think it's the way adults should handle things necessarily, especially against their will, you know? But I, I do think it instills a respect. And uh, Chris Rock's got a big mouth. <laughs> I guess I do too. I guess we all do sometimes. But anyways. Or you guys um, just have punchable faces, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I never got in fights growing up. It was kind of satisfying to see Chris Rock get slapped in the face. I'm not going to lie. I like Will Smith. He's got a real good heart, man. The guy's put up with a lot. I got a lot of respect for the guy. I don't think it's right. So far, they're all saying that he's he's not pressing charges. Um, And for me, like, I I think uh, I could play devil's advocate and make an argument for Chris Walk- Chris Rock as well because he's a comedian and I mean they've got a they've that's what they do. You this know? is very they true. make fun of people. 
This um, is true. I've thought about this too. It's an yeah, interesting yeah. aspect. And also, Will Smith. I mean, he he seems like he had a lot of pent up, even after he got up in it, because he won an award. Um, and when he got up, he just kind of broke down up on stage, uh, started crying and saying, you know, being a, an actor, you got to deal with everybody, uh, having whatever, you know, taking shots at you and having opinions of you and having to deal with all that. He had, he had this whole little rant. And I think what happened is he like, he felt bad about what he did. I think there was some remorse there. Because, like, he just got up and slapped a guy on, on fucking live TV in front of millions of people. Yeah. And he couldn't... It, most people... I don't know. I don't know. It it's it was a bit of a line that he crossed. Because, uh, yeah, she's... Will's wife has uh, alopecia. Mm, yeah. Or just, just hair loss, whatever. Yes. Um, and she's dealing with that. Yeah. And the thing is, is like I, I don't think Chris Rock had like a a super like where he was coming from. I don't think was super toxic. He was trying yeah. to like make light of things. A lot of comedians do that. So he doesn't deserve know. to get slapped in the face for it. Let's be honest. I mean, that's at the end of the day, it's not right. It's not right. It's funny, yeah. yeah. But you know, sometimes <laughs> fucked up things are funny. But it's not right. I I wouldn't. I don't wish that upon him. Whether he had it coming or not, you know, that's just an opinion. It's my fucking opinion, which isn't worth a damn thing. It's not a judgment, you know. Uh, I don't feel we live in a country where you can't physically harm people for the things they say, and I'm a firm believer in that. Um, it can be funny. There's times where it really feels justified. I think there's good lessons in it in our youth, but as an adult. At the end of the day, it's it's wrong. It's wrong. Unless you both agree to get into the octagon, right, and to duke it out, to do that against another man's will, it's it's wrong. And I think Will Smith probably had, man, he's been dealing with some shit. And I think he's had some pent-up aggression. Um, and he just kind of snapped, you know. And that's a dangerous place yeah. to be when you snap. Yeah, because who knows what's been said up to him. You know, he's got a lot of shit going on with his wife because I know they've had issues or whatever. Oh, she yeah. I guess she's had some affairs or something. I don't, I, I don't know, know all Smith the details on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's probably, it's his wife must be a super touchy topic for him, obviously. It's tough, man. How it's tough? Because people say, oh, I'd leave her. You know, You know, when you really love someone... When you really love someone, which I believe he does love her, uh, I can't speak for him. It's fucking tough because you love the person and then they hurt you. And then people are, you're a public figure. So then people are talking shit about the person you love. And it's like, who's in your corner? She, yeah. It's like, she, maybe he feels like she's betrayed him and he feels like people are betraying him. Man, fuck. That's a tough place to be because if people are simply just talking about her, but she's in his corner, she's done. I guess no one's perfect, but at least if she hasn't cheated on him, there's comfort there. He's okay. They're okay. They have their world. But when there's shit there too, mm-hmm. you can start to feel between a rock and a hard place, I'd imagine. It's tough. Yeah. Speaking of uh, between 
a rock in a hard place and snapping and losing all emotional control. Uh, <laughs> President Biden recently went to Poland to meet up with world leaders and talk about the Ukraine crisis. There was basically a message sent. Russia basically sent a missile strike just 250 miles away from this meeting of the world leaders. And it wow. killed multiple people. And when Biden heard about this, he was staying in some old castle somewhere in Poland. And he walked out and he had a whole script he was supposed to go on. And he went off script and he walked out and he said to the cameras in a fit of rage, Vladimir Putin has to be taken out of office, which is basically a statement of fucking war. And his aides were apparently freaked out. Everybody freaked out. It sent shockwaves. Russia responded immediately saying the United States does not, or Mr. Biden does not determine the president, uh, the ruler of Russia, I believe is, was their statement. And fuck, man. Apparently now they're walking back the statement. Now they're making official statements speaking for Mr. President Biden that, oh, the America doesn't want Vladimir Putin taken out of office, but... How weak is that when you got a president? It's not, if you said it from a controlled place, right, that was planned, that's one thing. But it seems like the guy has dementia. He's suffering from some sort of mental decline. He seems senile. And when you walk out with these emotional issues and you just start spouting things off that can cause a world war, that doesn't make me feel safe, man. It's, you know yeah. what I mean? I could just imagine what was going through his aides and, you know, everybody everybody with him, what, what's going through their heads. Shit, he's going off script. He's going to cause a war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So this is the first time hearing of this, actually, because uh, I'm out of the loop. <laughs> I've just been working and, yeah, sometimes news just, like, slips right past me. But, I think they're trying to keep it on the down low. It, it was pretty oh, fucked up. Yeah, they they do that shit, man. <laughs> you and I, you, us podcasters are the ones who tell it how it is. Yeah, yeah. I heard a statement recently that if you believe the, new, the, the paper from an old movie, if you believe the paper, you're an idiot, which translates to mainstream media now, legacy media. <laughs> but fuck, man, what a scary thing to, to, to know the power he has and the... He just seems to fly off the handle, you know. He'll go out there screaming, "Come on, man!" You know, like what is that? Who, where's he coming from? You could just feel the instability, the unknowingness of what's really going on. He can't even complete a coherent sentence. Like you don't even need to cut clips like they do with politicians to pick out all the bad things he says. You just need to watch a speech, just a normal speech, on a broadcasted channel, and he just fucking can't complete a coherent sentence. And the idea of this guy having his his hand on the nuclear button or being able to fly off the handle and provoke other countries willy-nilly is it's fucking scary. Because a world war would cause a draft, for, for sure. I don't see how it couldn't. Oh, jeez. Yeah. You know, yeah, imagine man. dying for this guy. Oh, my God, dude. Screw that. Fuck that. Right? <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck sending our troops over to Ukraine because he has fucking uh, shady business, I would say, allegedly in Ukraine. 
If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, follow DC Drano on Instagram, Rogan O'Hanley. He's a lawyer, a patriot, and he posts all the information you need to fucking see. Not opinions, but fucking fact on a lot of these things. And it would blow your fucking mind what the, the, the corruption that is allegedly in the Biden family. And Ukraine is no exception. Ukraine fucking locks people. All these woke people supporting Ukraine. For your information, Ukraine locks up people for being gay. Okay? Ukraine, the president, has fucking imprisoned his competitors for his presidency. Ukraine is not a free fucking place. Ukraine has taken billions and billions of dollars from us in the last few years. There was a statistic that showed in the past two years, while all the rioters for BLM and Antifa were allowed to destroy our U.S. economy and destroy middle-class businesses, we were sending money to Ukraine. So let's put this in, into some figures. I believe we've sent over $15 billion to Ukraine in the past few years. If you take the 100,000 restaurants that closed in the past two years, we could have used that money instead to give $150,000 uh, to each of those 100,000 restaurants that closed with the money we've sent to Ukraine so far. That's crazy. And that's what America yeah. first means. It means we could have, what the, how do you help from an empty cup? If we can't even save our own dying businesses because of a political game, why are we helping a country that imprisons people for being gay? Like, I mean, what, what the fuck is that? Why is woke culture defending these people? It's sad, war sucks, but it's not our business. Ukraine, let's just be honest, Ukraine is a part of, it's, it's Russia's fucking domain. That's their fucking world, not ours. And us trying to meddle with it, it's intelligence tactics. It's, it's us trying to have control over the world. And I believe there is a place for that, but now is not the time, and that is not the place, in my opinion. Right, We are hurting here in America. And when we could have saved 100,000 restaurants that closed down, but instead are funding a fucking war that's not even ours, you know, there's a problem there. And we talked about this in the gas episode. By Biden shutting down all the incentives for our oil companies, shutting down the pipeline, how much oil did we buy from Russia in that time that helped fund their war with Ukraine? How much oil were we buying from these other warmongering countries? Right, We're just literally sucking dry our own country to fund the death and the wars of other countries. It's just, it's just it's despicable to me. Yeah, dude, that's a mess. And I know that, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I have heard about Hunter Biden and stuff with Ukraine. That's all ringing a bell. I haven't looked too, too deep into that. But I know there's like some major history there. Just money, just sketchy, sketchy. There's deals some going on. allegations of money laundering, things of yeah. excuse me, things of that nature. A lot of shady dealings. I really encourage everyone here to follow DC Drano on Instagram. Get the information from. I would say he's a great source of this information. It, it, it it's a good place to start, and it's time that we start following good sources of news and we start putting food on our tables again. Fucking $6 gas, like, man, you know what I mean? It's not a coincidence that I was paying $1.90, $1.88 for gas under Trump, which I'm not a Trump supporter. It's just a fact. I was paying $1.88 for gas under Trump and 6 bucks a gallon 
under Biden, who, by the way, on his first day of office, one of his first days of office, uh, Trump reduced the prices of insulin. So people, people in our country were having to go over the border to Canada and Mexico to buy insulin because the pharmaceutical companies were ripping people off. And Trump reduced the prices. And one of the first days in office, President Biden cancels the Keystone Pipeline, cancels all the jobs for oil, the cleanest produced oil in the world in our country, and raises the prices of insulin again immediately. That's fucking corruption in my mind. People can't afford insulin again because of this guy. I mean, everything is shooting up for a reason. So, anyways, I think Will Smith is just like such a great metaphor and resemblance of how we're all feeling right now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if, the, if the rich are flying off the handle like that on TV, I think we're all feeling some, some fucking pressure from it all. But anyways, getting on a lighter topic, what have you been up to, man, as we wrap this show up? You told me you had some hobbies going on. Yeah, in my free time, I've been... Uh I've been getting into Arduino stuff a little bit more. Have we talked about that before? I don't think Arduino so. Arduino or microcontrollers. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting um, to some, boring to others. But basically, uh, I've always been curious about how computers work. And it's still, there's still things that are super complicated. But basically, uh, Arduino kind of lets you jump into that world of okay this does that i can uh, an arduino is basically it's a brand um of a microcontroller which basically is just a tiny computer like size of a credit card um it's got a little processor on there some of them there's all kinds of different um models some of them have wi-fi some of them do this that the other thing um but it's kind of an interesting thing to start to, to get into because you can start utilizing these things to uh, to do all kinds of stuff. For example, I'm I've got my garden and uh, I'm, I've been into hydroponics and aquaponics. We did an episode on that talking about yes. how you can grow lettuce and tomatoes and a lot of plants do really, really well in these hydroponic setups where it's it's just water that you're using. So um, in my case, I have these towers. They're, they're like a little plastic. I actually made them myself from uh, f- like a uh, fence post, those plastic fence posts you can get mm-hmm. at uh, like Home Depot. Huh. Cut holes in it. You can put the plants inside of there and then uh you have a water pump that basically sprays water uh onto the roots of the plants that are sitting in this uh, little plastic tower um so my thing is i'm I, i was trying to figure out a way to automate it a little bit and set it up to where the pump to to water the plants will turn on by itself when the sun comes up uh, wow. And for X X amount of minutes and X amount of times per day, and all of this is you you can do it. You you get a microcontroller, and I'm starting to figure out you know how uh, relays work, which is the microcontroller can tell this relay to turn on 
something big like a pump, like a like a water pump. Microcontroller uses like really low voltage, but it can communicate with other things to make other things happen. And there's all kinds of sensors that you can connect to the microcontroller. For, so for me, I'm wanting to, it to turn on when the light is out, when it's sunny. Huh. Um, so there's a photoresistor that uh, you can add, super simple. And uh, that tells the microcontroller how much light there is. Based on how much light there is, it'll give uh, numbers to the microcontroller. And so you set that up. Once it detects that there's light, you can set it to turn on the relay, to turn on the pump, 15 minutes, and then do that every hour until the light's gone. So at night, it'll shut back off. It's pretty interesting stuff. Um, I'm still novice at it. I'm really just, I've, I've been tinkering around with it for uh, probably coming up on a year, but I'm still pretty novice at, at all that stuff. Wow. Including the, the other thing that you have to kind of learn, and it's not too crazy difficult, is uh, coding. You have to do some basic coding uh, hmm. to get the microcontroller to do what you want it to do. But there's a lot of like available code on the internet, on GitHub and whatnot. There's different websites for that. That's pretty intense, uh, man. Are you going to make a video yeah. of all this stuff when you get it kind of finished up on your YouTube channel? Uh, probably. I'd like yeah, to see that. Yeah, I probably that. will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have a good way of documenting all these little knickknacks you got going on there. And it's always <laughs> enjoyable to see that. If you don't know uh, Andrew's channel on YouTube, he's got about 30,000 subscribers. It's Pinsetter1991. Yeah. And uh, you should check I out changed the uh I changed the name kind of recently. Oh, yeah? What'd you to, change it to? It's just Art by Pinsetter. Art by... Yes, that's the one. I knew that. Art by Pinsetter. That's good. Check him out, yeah, follow him. Was, He's got some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was Pinsetter 1991 for the longest time. But yeah, I remember that. I, yeah, I decided that yeah, art by Pinsetter makes a little more sense because most of the channel is artwork and drawing and whatnot. Yeah. It's mostly nudes. Yeah. Mostly <laughs> nudes. Just full frontal male <laughs> life drawing. <laughs> Only. So if you like charcoal genitals, just constant, just constantly... Uh, I'd really, really, I'd really hairy stuff. Really hairy stuff. Uh, I'd follow this channel. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good it's stuff. A, it's art. Okay? It's art. Damn it. <laughs> now that's country. <laughs> Did you hear about that guy who got famous by doing these huge, giant photographs, like 10 by 10 blown up photographs? Of people's buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Actually, yes. I have heard of that guy. Did, did you send me those? I don't. I probably did. <laughs> I think you did. Dude. I probably did. The guy made fucking millions from them. I think. Hmm. Yes, that's a nice butthole. I got a giant portrait of somebody's butthole on my wall. <laughs> Look at the symmetry of the folds. <laughs> you can see the, the little bit of skin. corn coming out there. <laughs> I love the lighting that that the artist chose. Mm, this is making me kind of horny. I got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I like how disgusting and grotesque this is. Mm, how does this butthole make you feel? 
I almost feel like I could climb into it and stay warm for the winter. <laughs> it's art. <laughs> People are just obsessed with their assholes for some reason. Because there's another artist. There's another artist. Or, yeah, I guess I guess it's an artist. They will, uh, you can pay them and they will actually take a mold, like a silicone mold of your asshole. And then... They'll make that's like the positive. They have to make a negative. They'll cast it in resin and all this stuff. And then uh, they make chocolates that are shaped like your your asshole and <laughs> delicious. <laughs> They'll send them to you. Yeah, delicious. Uh, People are obsessed with I buttholes, dude. We laugh at dogs smelling each other's buttholes, but at least they're just honest about it. There, you guys are sick. <laughs> You're sick. Freaking butt butt sniffers. <laughs> fucking butts. <laughs> <laughs> What's that odd flavor? Oh, that's my ass. <laughs> it's unique. <laughs> there was a show, I fucking forget the name of it, but this guy goes and just gives these businesses horrible fucking business plans. And it's, they made a show out of it. Like they're bad on purpose. And this guy went to an ice cream shop and he literally had a flavor of ice cream uh, designed to taste like poop. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> God damn, dude. And they had this weird. grand opening day of poop flavored ice cream. And they really got, they had this whole company get it down to the science. And they really got the, it to taste like shit. And they got these people buying fucking shit flavored ice cream, dude. <laughs> Mine has corn in it. Freaking two girls, one cup ice cream You guys cream don't shop. need to go to a fucking factory to have a bunch of nerds make that. I'll make that for you in three minutes. <laughs> Soft serve. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit-flavored ice cream, butthole-molded chocolates, fucking giant fucking photographs that sell for a million dollars of people's buttholes. It's sick. It's sick. <laughs> it's fucking... <laughs> Butts are pretty awesome, too, though. So next time you guys smell a fucking fart and you act like you don't like it, stop lying. <laughs> I want you to start saying, mm, that tastes really good. Thank you for shitting in my mouth, you fucking sick bastards. I want to start hearing you fuckers thank people for farting in your fucking faces, in the office, in the elevators. That's the new norm. And on that note... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, appreciate you guys we'll leave you with some some food for thought <laughs> this was a good episode man we covered everything from Joe Biden to piles and piles of shit <laughs> no connection no connection speaking of piles of shit Chris Rock I hope your head's feeling better <laughs> <laughs> Man, the jokes are already coming out. Dude. He slapped him with an open hand because paper beats rock. That was the funny one. <laughs> His face has fresh prints on it. <laughs> They're already showing up, dude. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Literally. Oh, man. 
Well, I appreciate you guys listening in on our episode. Andrew, thank you for joining, man. If you guys would like to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at everyone is canceled, spelled the correct way with one L. And uh, I will see you guys next week. The, the episode might be delayed because of the Texas trip, but uh, it, I will have an episode out next week. So you guys take care. Have a great week. And I will see you next time on Everyone is Canceled. Peace. He slapped him with an open hand because paper beats rock. That was the funny one. <laughs> His face has fresh prints on it.